This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, and this week we are not discussing any songs. It is our yearly year in review uh, episode, and we're going to review some songs that we've already gone over, the ratings we've given. Uh, We're going to be updating some missing data and uh, telling you what to expect from next year. I am very happy to be joined by Betsy and Heidi. Hello. Hello. And we will have a guest appearance by Aaron from the North Pole later on, and he will give us his thoughts. <laughs> but for now, we are going to do things a little differently tonight than we usually do for our year in review. Uh, usually I reveal where everyone else's current scores are for their album after we go through all the scores. Uh, after we've updated all the all the missing missing scores, but not this year. I want to keep that a surprise because this is our final year, sort of. It's time for me on Bare Naked ABCs to expose ourselves. <laughs> I I mean the plans for the next year. Well, uh, you know what? Before we get to that, we need the last review the last year. I gotta go collect myself. So, um. Why don't we do a, a, a quick wrap up of, of all those loose ends that, that we haven't covered so far. Um, I mean, Heidi still has some really old numbers to kind of go back through, but she's, she's kept pretty up to date. Um, so we're going to go back through the songs that we have covered this year that people have missed. And if someone has missed or if many people have missed that song, we're going to cover it all at the same time so that I can easily splice that together. And it's a little bit more than one person talking for like 10 minutes straight. We have, we have a few missed songs. So the first song up on our list is, uh, is Sonata para Bombachas, which is the Royal Canadian air farce theme. Yeah. I wasn't aware of the Royal Canadian air farce until I saw this. I'd looked it up. I guess they're kind of like, well, the capital steps are more politicians, but uh, <laughs> kind of a similar <laughs> sketch comedy group. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, the, I like the jazzy chords and the nice tight arrangement of the vocal harmonies. It's a good little ditty. It's pretty short. And the lyrics are basically scat syllables, so there's not too much to analyze there. Um, <laughs> but I like it. You know, I wouldn't skip it if it came on during a shuffle play. Uh, that being said, I'm probably not going to be craving to hear it again very soon and seek it out. So I would give it three bombachas out of five. Nice. 
Um, well, that brings us to another Canadian song mm. or another song about Canadians, I should say. Uh, Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank, which is about Anne Murray, kind of. Yeah, I, which I only knew once I started Googling the lyrics. Yeah, it, it's actually it's a very nice song, uh, musically speaking. You've got Stephen Page laying down some outstanding vocals. You've got that early BNL energy, nice instrumentation, darkly comedic lyrics. Uh, all of the things that I really dig about old school BNL. I think it deserves a spot on the best of playlist for me. So I'm giving this one 4.2 obsessions out of five. <laughs> and the next one up after that is uh, this time it's your turn, Heidi. Your first one up is summertime. Okay. So we're down to summertime, going down the list. I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I tried to go backwards and summer, summer. No, that's wrong. Summertime. Pushing through <laughs> like summertime. I really like summertime. I've always liked this song. It feels like summer. So this one for me is like a 4.7. So I just plugged that in for you. Yeah, I really like that song. I don't know why. It always kind of reminds me of of summer. It's low key. It's laid back. I love Ed's voice on it. Um yeah, it's a winter song, but it, it's talking about the summer. I, I really like that song. Um, well, you know what we have in the summertime? We have lots of sunshine. We have so lots. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, sunshine uh, is not as high as that one. <laughs> um, but then again, right. <laughs> Shush. But I love the lyrics of that song. And I like the... Uh, it's it's a very like some really good good connections i really like it like i there were some lines like uh let's see uh sunshine burns your skin sometimes the things we love so much something about that like yes like the whole like thing i really like that too i'm gonna give that a four we're back to you aaron uh you know we're gonna take it back to you to discuss take it back oh yeah that's right take it back (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, there's a nice twinkly piano and a minor key. That sort of gave this one a head start right out of the gate for me. Ed delivers heartfelt vocals like only he can. There are some really nice lush vocal harmonies. This has so many elements that just appeal so strongly to my sensibilities. I know it's a Paige Robertson song on paper, but this does feel more like an Ed song to me. I feel like it's Ed's baby. And uh, this, I would say, is a great example of what Ed does really well. Ed, we know you listen. Come on the show. I really like this one. I would award Take It Back 4.4 plastic knives out of five. Ooh, you know, I I thought that this was like in the higher end of those four. You know what? Let's take it outside. Oh, indeed. So take it outside here. We're planted very firmly in country rock. Very, very Ed territory again. I'm trying to put this into context here. This isn't really the sort of song that I would normally seek out. It's a little too country for me. I mean, I like Johnny Cash. I like Hank Williams. But this is a little too specifically late 90s, early 2000s pop country for me. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that sort of music. It's just not what I'm really drawn to. So this song was kind of already had an uphill battle in front of it to win me over. Um, Now, when I think about country music, I, I think about the kind of music they would play at the very small single screen movie theater in the small town I grew up in. And they had 
played this, uh, if they played this, I should say, if they had played this uh, instead of some of the other songs that I remember them playing, I probably would have perceived it to be a market improvement. Uh, having said that, though, although I think it's a nice and pleasant song to listen to, I can't really see it making the cut for my best of playlist. I will say 3.5 slammed doors out of five. So, Betsy, we haven't heard from you for a couple minutes. Uh, testing. One, two, three. Are you there? I'm <laughs> here. Ringmaster. Testing. One, two, three. Can anybody hear me? I mean, lyrically, it's clever. But musically, it's okay. I like the wordplay and everything. And I really like the music video. It was pretty cool. But overall, it didn't it didn't wow me. So probably like a three point seven. Okay, that's pretty respectable. I didn't realize I'd missed that one. <laughs> of course, I didn't look at the chart either, so that's probably why I'm surprised. <laughs> that that would do it. Correlated. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So Betsy gave her opinion. What is your opinion of Take It Outside, Aaron? I mean, sorry, of testing one, two, three, Aaron. Testing one, two, three. From the title of the song, I was worried this would be another How's the Level. Uh, it is, in fact, a real song. I like the use of the electronic drums, but I really would have been pleased to have heard Tyler playing his kit alongside the electric beat, uh, like both at the same time in a layer kind of thing. But I guess that's just me wanting every band to be their second child. <laughs> uh, it, it's perfectly. It's a perfectly fine pop rock song that even has a few extras you wouldn't normally get like very nice vocal harms in the background oz i'll say 3.5 escarpments out of five okay sorry 3.6 i misread my notes oh 3.6 well i just had to make all those changes in here thanks that was now, you, now you have to undo oh thanks <laughs> but that was very <laughs> impressive you know what i will give you that i will unironically <laughs> give you a golf clap for that that was very good <laughs> Uh, thanks. That was fun. It's such a bittersweet song. It didn't take me very long to pick up on the fact that this song could very much be interpreted as a band breakup song, in addition to a song about a romantic breakup. If this is true, and this is something that really caught my mind, that means, Tracy, that this is a song written from the perspective of the remaining members of a band after the, or in BNL's case, one of their lead singers leaves to go solo which would make this song the anti Soulsbury hill would it not mm -hmm. this would be like the rest of genesis writing a song <laughs> about peter gabriel leaving uh this song is good enough on its own i think to sneak into my best best of playlist but thinking about its relevance and the emotion i hear behind it i have to award thanks that was fun a very respectable 4.2 out of five and i didn't see a unit of measurement for this one so I'm curious what we landed on, if anything. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and, and look. 4.2 fun times out of five. Fun <laughs> memories. You know what, Heidi? How do you like these apples? I love these apples. They're delicious. As a matter of fact, they are. Let's see. What are you doing over there? <laughs> she said. It's a... It's a project I'm working what on. What are you working on? Are you, you're painting <laughs> a rock? You're me to do some talismans, and so that's what I'm doing, and just putting oh. the final touches on. Nice. Oh. Okay. Sorry. They have to dry in time, anyway. 
sorry. Uh, but for these apples, that is for me, that's, that's a five. I, I love these apples. Oh, yeah. It's always been one of my favorites. Um, I love the earlier, uh, the earlier things. So for me, that's, that's one of my five songs. Cause I sing that every time it comes on. Um, and I just like the, the, the ebb and flow of it. I've never been given Exaggeration, a new dictionary. She circled the word romance. I just love, I don't know. That song has always been one of my favorites. So that's a five for me. Um, so yay. How do you like them apples? All the kids are like, what are you talking about, old man? Uh, them apples. Yeah. How do I like these apples? Nice, crisp, and clean is how I like these apples. That's also how the song is. I like the song. <laughs> I like the uh, sound, I should say, that they got on the recording. Uh, there's some nice wordplay in the lyrics. It's a very solid song. I'm not completely in love with it, but I think it's just good enough to earn my uh, a spot on the best of playlist for me. So how do I like them apples or these apples? I would say four regerts out of five. <laughs> Well, you know, they the those uh, apples long to be close to you. Just <laughs> like me, they long to be close to you. For me, that's a four. Um, uh, let me come back to this as my place. Okay. Uh, but well, this is where it ends. We'll go from our place to where it ends. That's a five for me. <laughs> call the police and call the press, but please, here God, don't tell my friends. This is where it ends. This is this where is a five. it ends. I love the the. There's so much I love about that song. The da 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 the the harmonies at the end. Um, I there's I just really again I'm an oldie fr- fan. Uh, I know my numbers don't always go that direction, but that that song is is yeah one of one of my favorites too. All right, no more puns. This is where it ends. <laughs> oh come on now, this <laughs> is where it ends. Nice ballad esque song with Stephen Page, absolutely crushing the vocals. Nice lyrics. Moving from I don't buy everything I read to I haven't even read everything I've bought was very clever. Uh, and I believe in the Prozac Nation made me think of a song that I wrote called everyone i know is on antidepressants so uh, Mm -hmm. probably gets a little brownie points for me there uh (laughs) but seriously it's a very nice song and i think well deserving of a spot on my best of playlist i would give this probably my highest score yet 4.4 prozacs out of five okay okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue with you on that i was i was about the same and you know i'm just i'm tired of fighting with uh, frankly i'm tired of fighting with you uh yeah tired of fighting with you wow that title really hits hard doesn't it uh kevin vocals and, and this song definitely sounds like he wrote the song uh, this might be my favorite kevin song it's quite beautiful it's very evocative of that heartache that kevin tends to sing about his songs are often, I think, imbued with this tinge of sadness, you know, and I'm a sucker for that bittersweet stuff. So I would give Tired of Fighting With You a solid 4.2 jumps in a lake out of five. Oh, and I should say this is very possibly my favorite song from Silver Ball, an album that I famously am not particularly kind to all the time. And Aaron, I'm always talking to you about about the fact that I'm tired of fighting with you. And Heidi, <laughs> I, I told you so. He's such a... He has such a- Combative, combative personality. <laughs> I 
never told you, I told you so. Why? What's with all the haterade on that? A 3.6, 3.54? For me, told you so is right up there. That's, ugh, I'm going to give, I love told you so too. No, a four I'm, isn't a bad score. No, I'm going to give that a 4.5 though, because I, it's okay. better than that. Um, sleep at the wheel for me is a five every freaking time by the way i am so glad thank you heidi i am not the only one that threw a five that way uh, are you the only one that is it's 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 such a roller coaster of a song and it's so bizarre and strange and what's really weird is i i was listening to that album pretty heavily when it came out and uh, my ex-husband, uh, my my husband at the time, actually was in an accident in Aww. Massachusetts, and that like that song, just that that whole carnival esque ending with the accordion and and that like it it's that weird the tumbling and and it's just so it's so weird and bizarre and and brilliant like done and even the end like is just classic and that is a five for me as well well i i said that i was uh I said that I gave it a five. I didn't give it a five. I gave it a four point eight five, but I can't go back and fix it. It's too little too late. And too little too late for me is a five. I I I just the minute I hear that opening riff, ja, ja, ja. It's a banger. And and the best line of any song. If I my fingers here and if I say I love you, dear. And he's talking about getting a girl off. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, like that is so brilliant <laughs> and if i play the same three chords will you <laughs> go, oh, like how amazing is that and so that yeah that's way up there for me too i am such i'm in, in a joyful mood today what do you think about that aaron <laughs> yes it's too little too late for silver ball i'm sorry i really did try to like you i, I like you i just don't love you uh, too little, too late. I like this one right off the bat. Uh, nice bouncy energy, nice vocal melody from Steven. Also, it makes use of a musical device that I'm particularly fond of, where one instrument or vocalist will repeat a phrase uh, and or maybe make very su su subtle changes to it uh, while the chords change around it. So it sort of gives new context to the phrase or melody. It's sort of like walking around it from the outside and getting a three-dimensional perspective on it. Uh, I always enjoy that. I would give too little, too late. Four point three leather pants out of five. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> lots of fives. But am I right? Like too little. You just too skipped late. all kinds of songs that you loved. I know, right? I that was a big bummer for me. Like <laughs> not being able to be there for tonight was big, and too little was big because those I love talking about. Well, I don't know if Betsy's going to feel the same way on this next song. Um, Betsy, what did you think about the Toronto TFC theme song? <laughs> Why? Why is what I thought. <laughs> um, hey, I got no emotional attachment to it. It's just something they kind of did to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. 
Yay, it's I'm not, not the hater on that one anymore. <laughs> oh, what were the scores on it? Three, three and a half, three. You know what? It was funny. Give it a two and a half. It was funny. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme here about me missing theme songs. Uh, yeah, the Toronto Football Club team theme so i'm not a huge sports fan i can appreciate sports in the right circumstances and i'll usually watch if the socks are in the playoffs for instance but for the most part i don't pay too much attention to sports and of the major spectator sports i'll be honest soccer or football if you're not american is probably the one i'm least interested in now between ted lasso and rob McElhenney and ryan reynolds buying rexham afc in recent years, I've become slightly more interested in football, but still, uh, still not something that really uh, that really gets my blood pumping. I appreciate a good pep song. I played drums in the pep band for both my high school and university, but without the personal investment, <laughs> it's just a pep song. You know, it's certainly a very good pep song. And if I ran a football club, I'd be super chuffed at the ladies offered to record our theme song. But that's that's what it is. You know, it's fine. 2.5 bitchy <laughs> out of 5. I'm not sure bitchy where that came from. The, but, uh, that, the that's my mascot. Ring. I am not kidding you. That bitchy is the, is name the mascot. Of no, it's, bitchy, it's a, bitchy bear. Uh, a falcon that they let loose into the stadium every bitchy time. Bitchy the falcon. <laughs> did they like did they like have a Yes, a contest to name it online or something and that's how it got named. Yeah. Okay, that explains so much. All right. Fine. <laughs> 2.5 bitches out of five. It's not the name I would have come up with. Trust me. <laughs> That's the next song. Trust me. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yes, it isn't. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right. Uh, trust me, two words that inspire serious distrust in the wise. Uh, it's a good song, solid song. Um, probably would have been maybe a 3.9 for me, but the interesting subject matter of the lyrics, the narrator dealing with someone obsessed with them, uh, makes it that much more interesting and noteworthy to me. There's a wonderful song by Get Set Go called I'm a Goner. 
I did manage to uh, reference another band, even in the uh, catch-up episode. Uh, but that song touches upon adjacent subject matter. But anyways, I would say this uh, this squeaks into my best of playlist. I would say four sheep nibbles out of five. That is nibbles, right? Not nipples. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> sheep, sheep nipples. I don't feel like they put enough into it. I, I just, I felt like it was unfinished. <laughs> I'm raising my score in that one. That's a five for me. <laughs> I went 4.8. Yeah, very witty. Everything is What about unfinished. you, Betsy? What do you think of Unfinished? Oh, I didn't realize I hadn't rated it. Um, Betsy's talking about Unfinished. <laughs> you know, I spent all this time putting all the songs I'm doing into that folder. Because I'm doing Be- Have a Beavis and Butthead shirt on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 We're going to go play the sluts. Unfinished. Unfinished. Very catchy, very good wordplay. I would say 4.75, I think. Ooh. Now, Heidi, I can't believe that you missed this one. I was bummed that you and Aaron missed this one. I'm looking forward to to hearing what Aaron's thoughts are on this, but what did you, what do you think of War on Drugs? Well, and just FYI, I also just put in my score for Vanishing, which well, it disappeared before I could see that it wasn't there. Yeah. Which I think is one of Kevin's most brilliant <laughs> singing lines. Oh. And I love um, I, that I gave a 4.5. I just, I hear uh, that song in my head often. Uh, he's a musician, magician, rather, and wishing, and you're the one vanishing. Yeah. War on Drugs is probably one of the best songs ever written by them um i think it's underrated because it's one of their more more melancholy uh slash meaningful songs and i wish that more people like this and this came out when when um and and yet we've made no improvements in fact things have gotten worse um and i the the ah steven is so good on this i'm i'm sorry friends but i mean she likes to sleep with the radio on so she can dream of her favorite song that no one has ever sung since she was small. And and when Stephen goes down into that low, gritty part of his range mm. yeah. and the stories, I, I have a hard time holding it together for this song for many, many, mm-hmm. many reasons. Um, and it's, it, and almost everybody, I'm sure that, most of our friends that listen and many of us that host this podcast also have dealt with personal things when it comes to similar stories and 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 the the drugs the the people that have lived like that um and and then she cracked like that kills me every time that line um and when Steven goes in, especially when they're doing it live, I lose it every mm. time because when that I let the chorus, won't it be dull when we rid ourselves of all these demons haunting us to keep us company like holy smokes. But when he goes into um, the, towards the end where he lifts up into that next register, um, like it he just goes into a stratosphere when he when he goes up there um 
uh, when he goes, but what good is that? What makes you fear the more you want to die is just the same as what keeps you alive. And then that last line, the more the trouble than some suicide is what? Like it just, holy smoke, Stephen. And that's, and it's so sad that he dealt with so many issues with drugs as well. And that wasn't coming to light to the public until post maroon. So like, it's, it's so tragic. And, and the last that little coda about, you know, hard to admit, I felt I fought the war on drugs, my hands were tied and the phone was bugged. Another died in the world just shrugged it off. And we think about the millions of people dying of fentanyl overdoses and seeing things laced with dangerous, dangerous drugs that you can't even smoke weed anymore without wondering, or you can't wonder if your kid, I mean, we've got kids and they're like, Noah just turned 14 yesterday and he's a very good kid. But what if he goes to a party and some kid hands him like a blue pill and is like, no dude, it's, it's totally nothing. And you know, because this is happening every day and yet, <laughs> It's just another number and it's become so prevalent. So they were so ahead of their time really talking about this subject. Um, and this, I, I know listeners, I, I'm on a rant right now, but I think that this is one of the greatest songs ever written. So I think it's a five for me. In short, it's a five. I'm, I'm working hard not, <laughs> I'm working hard not to speak right now, Heidi, because I love this song so much and, and it's so important to me, so. <laughs> It's an incredibly important song, and I wish more people really, really knew about it and listened. And again, mm-hmm. I I know I'm kind of one of the few that thinks Everything to Everyone is one of the great albums. Like, I love this album so much um, because I think that they took a, a deep turn with, with some of these things. And I, like... Since the beginning of the podcast, I've been like, I need Aaron to hear this song. I need to hear Aaron's thoughts on this song. Okay. Um. So tell us about what you think about War on Drugs. Yes, I do recall having heard it. I think literally everyone else on the show referred to this song at least once during my tenure. So I have been anticipating it quite a bit. And wow, it did not disappoint. Uh, even with with without even considering the lyrics, uh, I would award it at least a 4.5 purely as a piece of music. It's quite moving and it has that bittersweet that I alluded to earlier that I love. It's it's quite a different song, uh, but it gives me a similar feeling to Isn't Life Strange by the Moody Blues. Mm. Um, and when I did a little research on this song and read what Stephen Page had to say about it, it being based on true events and people. Um, when I when I started to like Google for this song, I never really came across like Reddit posts where people were saying this song saved my life, you know, and it was actually quite uh quite effective emotionally to read that and um yeah i mean with the subject matter with the the personal stories that people have shared about how it's impacted them and the fact that it's just overall a really beautiful piece of music how could i award it anything but five luminous veils out of five uh oh also there's an almost radiohead like quality to this mm-hmm. i want to say it sounds like somewhere between the bends and okay computer closer to the bends but beautiful song 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> well, you know, Bessie gave this a 4.5, but you know what? The rest of us gave it a 5. I think we took the night. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> we did. We took the night. Uh, we took the night. You know, looking at the scores that Betsy and Heidi submitted, I guess I like the song more than they do. Um, it's not going to make my best of playlist, but I certainly wouldn't skip it if it came on. And I might even seek it out in the future. I like the driving, pumping synth bass. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's something different. Uh, I would say it's a solid 3.4 American graffitis out of five. <laughs> and I, I guess you guys took the night off that night. So Heidi or Betsy, either one of you could give a, could, could jump in on that one. Another so a gym song. Let's see. Um, yeah, I just had to pull it up because I actually yeah, I forget a I, lot about them. It's that on fake news, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say it's a little forgettable. At least that particular song. It's not bad. I that for the for some reason that album has not stuck with me like so many other albums. Yeah. It is. And Jim is good on it, but it's still not, I don't know, It's it still see, sounded a little like a Brothers Cregan song in, mm. to me. And um, and I love Jim. Jim, we love you. Come on. The show. Um, but I really, it, it's not one that sticks. So I would give that a, uh, I think I'm going to give that a 2.8, which is very low for me. But it just doesn't fit for me. Like, I don't know. It may, and again, that may change over time. But not this year. Betsy, <laughs> what about you? What do you think? It's somewhere in the middle for me. I'm not sure which side of the middle. I think probably, I mean, he sings it beautifully. The lyrics are nice, mm. but it is just a little kind of forgettable. I don't. I mean, I think I know what he's talking about with the song. I think I would go 2.65. Ooh, very specific. <laughs> I'm torn. We're back to you, Betsy, and I want to oh. wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. You know. But we're also talking about that song. You haven't given me a score on that one. Oh, okay. You weren't just being civil. Yeah, come back to me. I'm just going to refresh myself on that one. While I'm waiting and while I'm trying to find that, um, <laughs> well, it's that season. We're coming up close, um, you know, for when people listen to this, we've already passed it. But uh, it's time to discuss We Wish You a Merry Christmas. It is. It is. Actually, uh, you had not sent this to me. But I did notice on the sheet that I didn't have a score for it. So I just assumed that I was not present for that episode. Uh, so I did take the time to listen to it. Um, well, you know my thoughts on most of the holiday album stuff. Uh, <laughs> this one, eh, it's just a classic carol, you know? There's, it, there's not really a lot that makes it stand out or be noteworthy outside of some nice vocal harmonies. 
but uh, you know, at least it wasn't an elevator music version. So mm -hmm. I'd say it's right down the middle. I would give it 2.5 out of five. I, I didn't see a unit of measurement in our sheet there. So Christmas trees. <laughs> okay. We'll put that in two regular size Christmas trees and a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, for me. wow. <laughs> it's that one that was at your party. Yeah, that that's not even a full. Yeah, it's like a mini Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> you know, I like that tree at that. I, I kept looking at the tree and saying, what a good boy. The tree is a good boy. It's, it's doing its best. It's making oxygen. Well, it's, that one's not. It's a plastic tree. But uh, <laughs> we're not here to talk about fake plastic trees, even though I mentioned Radiohead. No, we're talking about what a good boy. From the title, I was wondering if it was going to be like a gifted kid tragedy story. Uh, it turns out it's more of a commentary on gender roles or probably even more so generally the expectations placed upon us. Uh, being good, being smart, being strong. I think it's natural to want to shake those off, especially, you know, when you're young. Um, so there's definitely something relatable to it. It's a nice ballad, and I really dig the emotion you can hear in Stephen's voice. I would give it 4.5 hair shirts out of five. Wow, that's a high one for all of us. All right. You know what? I, I think we all agreed. What a wild tune that was. <laughs> Indeed. What a wild tune. Well, you know me in snack time. We've got a history. This one isn't bad. You know, it's got some interesting harmonies and a quirky. They might be giants kind of feel. But it's no polywog in a bog. I can tell you that. Uh, I actually seek that song out from time to time. You know, when I need a little <laughs> pick me up. Uh, I really can't see me going, oh, I really need to listen to What a Wild Tune, you know. Uh, but I did find it more interesting, you know, with some of the odd elements than a lot of the other songs on Snack Time. So I do think it's one of the better songs on that album. I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. And I, I saw no unit for that either. So moon cycles, okay. werewolves, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so... You know, at Christmas time, you know, visions of sugar plums dance in their head. And uh, I want to know, Heidi, what do you dream about? This, uh, when I dream, uh, when you dream, what do you dream about? Uh, this song, I love this song so much. Um, I had this when I, when Noah was born, we were still using CDs. <laughs> so I had made a CD for when Noah was born um and put that on the cd as part of one of the mixes that i made when he was first in the hospital and i the, like our first 24 hours together in the hospital and this song always stuck with me um more than when i had my daughter um wait because stunt when did stunt come out um 1998 so yeah, so Katie had been born already. So I probably would have put it on hers when she was born. Um, but the the I love the um, lyric of the Fontenelle pulses with lives that he's lived with memories he'll learn to ignore. And when it is close, he already knows he's forgotten all he knew before. And I, there's so many hopes that Stephen must have had for his son. And just like the hopes that we have. And I love the the um, um, are they color or black and white, Yiddish or English or languages not yet conceived? Are they silent or boisterous? Do you hear noises just loud enough to be perceived? And I love his, the Del Shannon uh, comment. Do you hear Del Shannon's runaway? And I'm curious about why he put that in there. Like, did he listen to that album a lot? Um, 
my little runaway my run run <laughs> run 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 away that's still shannon every sorry that was a, it's a weird one to listen to if you're trying to put your kid to sleep no but i i wonder like was that something he was a fan of when he was i don't know but it's it seems like an odd choice to put in there but and i love the opening of it too it sounds like something in the womb the way they set the song mm -hmm. up it's very like a heartbeat womish ethereal um so this one is a five for me i love this song wow and i am and a lot totally of people the hater on that. i love that song i am totally the hater on that who knew that would happen who knew who knew jim had it in him well i knew because jim's a very good musician but yeah it's a nice tune uh I seem to have enjoyed it more than you and Betsy, Tracy. Uh, I'm not in love with it, but I found it enjoyable enough and pleasant. Nice, catchy melody, nice vocal harms. I'm probably somewhere between Betsy and Heidi. I'll say 3.3 SPFs out of five. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't have anything nice to say about this song. Um, but, you no. know, why say anything nice? You really didn't, but you know what? Um, I like this one. It's almost evocative of like the pop ska era of the mid to late 90s when the boss tones rule the world uh, with the brass. I kind of like that. It's another very solid one that I would say just makes my cutoff for the best of playlist. I would give it five silence or five silences out of five. Five silences. Five moments of silence. Oh, sorry, sorry. Four silences. Oh. <laughs> it just made the yeah, list. I like. I, 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 yeah, it barely made the list. It's a perfect song. No, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. It's a. It's very good. It, it's a four silences out of five for me. I'm not a huge fan of that one either. I don't know why this one, for some reason, has never been. Granted, between the blame and blaming, I get those the two albums a little bit confused sometimes because they're. They're, they're, you know, they're, it's easy to confuse those two, but um, that particular song never really stuck out like I thought it would for me. Um, so I'm going to give that one a 3.5, which is pretty low for me. It is. It is. It's almost like you were wishing that it was something else. Uh, wishing. Oh, yes. Um I think this is an adorable song. Again, snack time spent a lot of time in my CD player um, and simple. And I think it's very like, I wish I could speak with my dog too. Oh, too soon. Oh, I'm sorry, Heidi. Aww. Well, he can speak to the living ones. My you know? Savannah banana. Um, but I, I think it's so simple. And I, I like the simplicity of just walking on a cloud speaking with your dog wishing every wish comes true but it's simple and short and memorable for a kid um i'm gonna give that a three because it's again it's simple and short it's not the greatest song ever written i hate it what do you think betsy was she wishing well oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey that was proper english i got that in there yeah. <laughs> I appreciate their enthusiasm and their energy on that song. Uh, and it really just like is a like a fresh breath of like baby bare naked ladies, you know? So I like that about it, but it's really it sounds like they're just kind of having fun with it. I guess I'd give that one 
I don't know. They're just kind of noodling around. So maybe like 2.8. Wow, you gave the highest score so far. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh, we ripped that one to shreds. Oh yeah. I would like to wish this song. You know what? I, I do. I wish it well. Um, I You know what's weird? I could have sworn I was on this episode, but this must have been one where like I did all my research and prep and then maybe had a migraine or something happened at the last minute because I remember listening to this song a lot. Uh, so it's too bad I can't find my notes and all those uh, <laughs> all those listens. I won't say they went to waste, but when I, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely remember this one. Um you know, it's a very early demo, obviously, and the recording quality is garbage, and it's kind of a half joke, half song. But I, I have to say, there's a somewhat charming quality to how lo-fi it is and how much fun they're obviously having. So I'd say that elevates it up mm, to a two point two Casio keyboards out of five for me. I mean, are you feeling tired right now? You had a pretty late night last night. Like, uh, do you need sleep? Who needs sleep? <laughs> yeah, who needs? I'll tell you who needs sleep. I need sleep, honestly. But uh, interestingly, if this were on a more recent album, I probably would have been a little more enthusiastic about it, you know. But on an album with alcohol, call and answer, it's all been done. Uh, it kind of struggles to stand out. I think you know, um, it's not a masterpiece, but it's it's above average. I would say three point seven five electric sheep out of five. <laughs> I haven't talked in a little while other than transitions, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to do my um, my my switchovers that we have here. Um, I'm going to change call and answer. And I'm taking it up to a five. <gasps> Damn right you are. <laughs> what was it before? What were you even thinking? I mean, it was before? a 4.8, but Stefan gave it a 3.25. That's it. He's banned. He's banned. You're canceled, Stefan. You can't. You're can't canceled. And 3.25 for one of the greatest songs ever written in the history of the freaking planet. Uh, I did a lot of reordering of my favorites. Um, so uh, uh, within the 4.8 range, I did a lot of reordering to, to get them to all balance out. Um, so I'm not going to go through all of those because I just I I added some hundreds and took away some hundreds just to get them in the right order. Um, but I'm going to jump over to the other day I met a bear. Um, I I was a little too kind on that one. It, it's not a five. Is it a really good children's song? Yes, but it is not a perfect children's song. You gave it a um, five. I gave it a five. I was in a really good mood that week. I think. Um, so I'm going to bump that down to a 4.5. It's not a big drop, but it's a drop. <laughs> um, and as I went through this year, I was looking through, and I think I also was a little too kind on another postcard. Um, I like another postcard, but is it a four and a half? No. Um, I'm going to bump that down to a four. And at the same time, I like baby seat better than another postcard. So I'm bumping that up to a 4.4. Um, skinhead. I, I was a little too happy about hearing a song that 
I didn't get to hear very often and hearing a very different version of BNL. But the quality is not all there. So I'm going with a three on skinhead. I'm bumping that down. And <clears throat> born human, I like a little bit more than what I gave it. Again, <clears throat> I like I'm glad that BNL did not include this on anything official because I like Kevin's version that he did with Thin Buckle much better. And the score is higher for the Thin Buckle one. But I do I do need to raise up the BNL version to like a 2.75. So those are my adjustments for the ones I had already scored. Do you guys have any things that you want to make sure that you adjust? Just one for me. Just one for you. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> the song that dare not speak its name. What a letdown. And <laughs> 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 what did I give that? You gave that a 3.5. Um, I'm going to give that looking at it through a lens of our reinterpretation <laughs> i'm going to give it a 4.2 wow tied heidi Sweet. for the for the highest score on that one now it wasn't it, it went up to a 4.2 with heidi right there with you oh nice great mm. lines <laughs> What about you, Heidi? Do you have any changes? Um, I'm looking through. I almost want to give Baby C to five, and I think I am. I have it as a four point eight, but I love that song. And I think again for like I don't know. There's so many things good about mm. that song. Um, so that's gonna be a five. So change. We're changing that okay. one to a five. You can live your life in the... And I love the story. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's like a twisted Jack and Diane. <laughs> you live with the, really with the kid and all those stupid things you're doing with Billy. Uh -huh, Billy. Um, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, Billy Aww. sucks. <laughs> Aww. Well, then that Stolen. brings us to all of the things that we've done so far this year that we've talked about um i am going to once again as i mentioned earlier i'm going to skip over the averages because some of the albums we have actually already covered um or we've already finished and so i don't want to i don't want to just to reveal where people are finishing up already um, and Heidi still has a few more scores to throw in as well. So I think I'm oh, all updated wow. now. Um, we have uh -huh. three W songs left and a little uh, exposure here. We we've already recorded one of them at the time of this recording. So we really only have two W songs left. Um, and then we have four Y songs and that's it. And I may have one song left up my sleeve. Um, but I, but I need to keep that a little bit covered up. I don't want frostbite. Um, but Tracy, what what will you do then? Well, we still need to cover the new albums. And believe it or not, 
since oh, right. we started recording, BML has released some other songs that aren't on albums. And I actually uncovered some new songs that we had already bypassed that letter, so I couldn't just throw it in. So we are going to cover those songs. But when BNL first started, they released everything on tapes. And in that tradition, you had to flip over the tape and listen to it in the opposite direction. So in that vein, we're going to do the same. So then for the next few months, after we finish the wise, as we're discussing all the new songs, we're going to do them in reverse alphabetical order. The man's a genius. Genius. It's kind of like when you're teaching and- a class and you're going around the room alphabetically and you always end up with the, like the, the W's, like I'm a W, but I was a B. <laughs> when I, when I was in school, I was a B. And so it was like, <laughs> oh, I always get called on first. And then they're like, oh, we're going to switch it up and we're going to go backwards this time. So it's kind of exciting. I like this change. Uh, believe it or not, that brings us all the way to December of next year. With just discussing. Shut the refrigerator. We're going to milk this podcast for everything <laughs> we can. Um, there's all that material. Um, but you know what? I will make you guys wait. That's when we're going to start our reviews. I'm not filling episodes and I'm not trying to keep us going like Heidi's saying. Um, don't worry. We have a plan on what we're going to do after BNL is done if we don't if they don't release another album in the next 12 months but i have been looking forward to doing the reviews of the scores and also reviewing the albums and and reordering them i've been looking forward to doing that for a long time that's exciting so my favorite podcast in the universe that i listen to religiously has been going on for over 10 years so i mean if there is still good material and and good conversation and betsy can still paint rocks we're good to go what i mean um so yeah that's that's the plan for that's gonna bring us all the way to april of 2025 and somewhere around this time next year is when we'll talk about what the future of BNABCs will be after we're done what we just discussed. So this is not the ending year. I know it feels like we're coming up on the end, but it's not an ending year. It's actually a really exciting year, and I've been looking forward to coming to this stuff for a while. And uh, Betsy, you you had a score for us for We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I appreciate the kind of like Sadam's real kind of feel to it. And they put their own little won't goes in it. And it was pretty cute. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty, um, you know, so close to the original that, you know, that kind of lowered the score a little But Yeah. Overall, I would say it's a 3.0. All right. Well, guys, it has been a great year. I have really enjoyed doing this with you this year, and I look forward to another year of this. Me too. Me too. Wait, when did Betsy join? And uh, <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> uh, when did Betsy join? Mm, uh, about a year and a half ago. 
And when did I join? I want to say was a year I and a half ago. When yeah. did you I were join? on last 20, year's. 20? You joined. Oh, no. You've been on for two years. And I still don't have my face on the merch. What? Yeah. The what? F? WT filth and foul foul. <laughs> we got to make that change. Yeah, exactly. We've also, I will say too, though, Tracy, some of our favorite episodes, like thinking back to people we've interviewed over this year, it's been a pretty impressive year of interviews. We've gotten to meet Noah Janex. We've had him on a couple of times. We have our dear friends, um, Justin and, um, oh, um, right, Andrew. Andrew? Um, We had, I mean, oh, who was the director dude who was awesome? Oh my gosh, that oh, was so sick. We've yeah, had, I mean, on. what's his name? We wrote McDonald's Girl. Like, like we've had some pretty sick and awesome people on. Um, we've also had some interesting interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've we've talked to Andy again. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we just, you know, mm-hmm. we just keep hitting these awesome people that have had this crazy interaction and that's just expanding our our circle like it's it's really cool and that's your work tracy well done well done thank you yeah, yeah man. man talk about person and, and <laughs> one that you didn't and when they go on tour this summer again we'll have to meet up again and everything it was good one of the ones that you didn't mention that was a real like i i was worried that it wasn't going to be the kind of interview that it ended up being was Michael Philip Boyavoda. <laughs> he was that was so amazing. amazing. Oh yeah. That was so amazing. Willing to Yeah, we've had, we've had some and so nice, like so willing to talk about yeah. and and stuff and we were like there were so many other connections for other movies and and videos and things that we were able to talk about with him that was so cool. He was probably my favorite interview this year besides Andy. Besides, Wait, when was Andy? Uh Andy was last year. So we're, you're, Oh, we're he was last yeah. year. Okay. So yeah, so he was I mean, I and uh, even though I really loved Noah too. Like Noah I now consider like part of our crew. Yeah. Like I love having Noah on. Yeah, really. True. Yeah, Noah's just more of a guest than he is an interview at this point. We we'll, we get to have him on and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it really really is. And so do you have anybody in your back pocket for ideas besides the band of course i mean like let's get tiny on come on Ooh, yeah tiny 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 we know you listen (laughs) i mean like that would be sick i would love to have tiny on that would i bet he has some amazing stories i bet he could tell some stories oh six stories I mean, I won't tell you about that one time that Tiny came out and I was like, hey, so, no, I mean, I have talked to Tiny a few times, but never like that. <laughs> but Merry Christmas. Yeah, I do dear. like I, I am glad that I did not have very many that I missed. It was just all the really good ones. <laughs> like some of the, my favorite songs that I missed. Um, but I did send you something about I think it was when you dream. I can't remember. Um I connected Messiah a couple weeks ago um, and it was an amazing experience and they're all community members and they're lovely. They range from 85 to like 15 years old. It's like crazy. 
And I talked to them about how it brings people together because people bring their grandchildren and they come every year and it's part of their tradition to come see Messiah. And, and I talked about your extended families that you keep growing. And, you know, I have my home family and my real family, like my, my physical family. And then you have your, um, your work family. And then you have, you know, all these families that change um, from your workplaces over time and your students and all of that, if you're a teacher, but then you have your other little mini families that have cropped up. Like this is one of my family. Mm -hmm. And when we see each other at concerts and we just, I love this part of our family Um, and my Messiah family that I only see once a year for four weeks because we just rehearse on Sundays for four Sundays and then we have a concert and then I'm done until November of next year. So, but it's this I consider as part of my emotional support family system, if you will. Agreed. Because we get to talk and share about something we all love and are passionate about. And that's pretty darn cool. I agree. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, except for you, Tracy. No, except for (laughs) Stefan, who still gave that ridiculous. Score to call an answer, which is the ju- like heat band. Band. No, we love you, oh, no. Stephen, and we miss you, and we miss Jeff. Yes. And Aaron, where are you, Aaron? Yes. Jeff and That's Jeff and Stephen, problem. we know you listen. Please come back. We know you listen. We know you're sitting at home when after each episode, oh, going, "Oh, I would have totally said that." You're like, I, I, oh man, I wish I'd have been in on that. No, Jeff is going to be famous and like go on tour and we're going to have to go, hey, maybe you could get us some comp tickets and we can see you after the show. We'll have to be like, hey, Jeff, we know you listen. Come on the show. Have t-shirts with your face on them. (laughs) We know you. And Betsy's isn't, so we're just going to have to crudely paste Betsy's face over his face like in Talladega Nights and be like. Yeah. You just put my face over his face. I mean, it's tempting. He doesn't come <laughs> back soon. I'm going to have to do that. Well, I mean, he is he is on a movie oh, soundtrack oh, now, y'all. I know. But there is a nice space right here on, on our yeah. logo. Like, right here would be a good spot for Betsy. We just need no oh, one yeah. to like, put her in there. Someone make it so. Betsy, I got to sh- Make it so. Wow, almost almost through to the end of the year. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you all about uh, about music and just kind of geek out with my friends. It's been a it's been a nice year, and I'm looking forward to 2024. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 